wandering journo at Stories That Matter Studios. I'm Nance Haxton, and this is The Streets of Your Town. The podcast that takes you on an audio journey highlighting a different slice of Australian life each episode. Buckle up to meet a great array of ordinary, everyday, incredible Australians. This podcast is brought to you by DM Podcasts, part of Diamantina Media, with more than 25 million downloads for a range of shows such as The Batuta Advocate and Chat 10 Looks 3. Streets of Your Town podcast would like to acknowledge the traditional custodians on whose land this story was gathered. I acknowledge that for tens of thousands of years, our First Nations people have walked this country and shared stories on this great land down under, and I walk in their footsteps today. I pay my respects to their elders, past, present and emerging. Reviving Indigenous languages through song is the driving force for Rochelle Pitt Watson's music. Her Kwandamuka and Merriam heritage underlie all of her songs, and performing them for others brings relief from the stresses of these post-COVID times. Rochelle is one of the First Nations artists taking centre stage at the Queensland Performing Arts Centre in May for Clancestry a celebration of country. She tells us on Streets of Your Town about the significance of being part of a festival that showcases and celebrates First Nations artists on land that for thousands of years has been a meeting and cultural place for Indigenous people of this land next to the Brisbane River or Maywa. Rochelle is also a registered nurse and describes singing and language as her therapy. She invites us all to come to the festival and learn stories of the land that we are walking on, the good stories and the bad, the stories of the mountains surrounding us and the trees. She says once we hear and understand these stories, we'll appreciate the land and First Nations people so much more. Uh, This one is uh, a song that I wrote bit of a, I shouldn't say activist song, but it's one of those songs that you can march to or get up to in a, in a, when we all get together in our rallies and our um, NAIDOC days and yeah, come and celebrate with us. Rochelle Pitt Watson and I am uh, Kwanamuka and Miriam uh, and I'm an Aboriginal Torres Strait Islander woman 
and also registered nurse and I love to sing as well so that's my my therapy is my singing oh Rochelle thank you so much for joining us for Streets of Your Town my podcast yeah oh thank you so much I really appreciate it yeah (laughs) so Rochelle perhaps if we start with clan's history is this the first time you've been involved in this particular Festival, oh really? gosh, um, you know, I remember hearing about the origins and the start of Clancestry and I think I, at that time I was, I'd left Brisbane so I didn't actually have a chance to be really a part of it. I missed out all those years ago. Now I'm back because I've left for like over 10 years and now I'm back uh, in Brisbane and so to na- actually be performing in Clancestry, oh, it just feels like, like coming back home, you know, because for me... This was, you know, the, the, our black arts. It wasn't really recognised too much in Brisbane and, and at the forefront. We are always pushed at the side or just a little side act or something. But now having Clancestry here really showcases our mob, our culture, our talent. Um, and it's something to, be, something to be proud of. Do you, it, do you think it is an interesting turning point, like you say? Because I think I've noticed that too, having grown up in Brisbane. I, You know, you see that Brisbane is finally, Queensland's catching up with it. <laughs> yeah, I know. It'd always be down south, maybe. You know, sometimes Melbourne or Sydney were really interested in promoting Indigenous arts and, and music. But no, yeah, I do. I, I noticed it here. It was just so far behind. And then people didn't want to invest any time or money into it now this is Clancestry is all about that and I can I can see this growing bigger and better every year Um, it might even go into not just um, the music and the um, visual arts I mean well sorry more the visual arts like the painting the artworks Um, I mean I'm sure there is that will come uh, that will happen at Clancestry but it'll just be something bigger and better maybe similar to what um, Kayaf is in Cairns, you know, where we do the, the showcasing of the, of the um, um, what do you call it, the models in the clothing and, oh, just, it's huge. That festival's huge. It's huge. Mm. And um, foods and, oh, I can't wait. I'm, I'm looking forward to that. I always think, I mean, even now what we've got is gold, but um, I just, I'm looking forward to the future. Like, I look forward to getting older just thinking about it. <laughs> You know, looking forward to that, yeah. And can you tell us a bit about your music? And you're you're so passionate about it, the beautiful music you shared with us today. Oh, thank you so much, yeah. Look, I am a nurse and I I do work mostly in my nursing field, uh, but my my singing and my my music is my hobby and my love on the side, my therapy. When I have a chance to do it, I I will be writing some new music, hopefully this year, next year. I think COVID and all of that sort of, you know, stressed us out and the floods. It's not just all around, has it? I know. Particularly nurses, though. You're on the front line. How have you been? So I can't sort of relax and do my music. And and then you, yeah. um, But yeah, I I do. I'm a strong, I, I always portray that strong black woman. My background also is, well, my mother's side is Greek Australian. So she always grew me up knowing that Greek side but also being proud Aboriginal woman you know and that's very um, that's why I'm so strong in my culture Um, but I'm still searching and learning because a lot of that you know our language we don't speak much anymore so I want to look at bringing those um, endangered languages back in song so that something I can record and leave here for the younger generations you know my kids my grandkids and the community um, if they ever want to you know learn about their culture. I don't want to, just don't want to say it's a dying culture or anything like that. It's, we've got the resources, we've got, we've got the, the energy and the willpower we need to do things and act now on 
on preserving what we have of our culture left. And I mean, it. that was another exciting aspect of today, and I think mm. at the moment, isn't it, is hearing so much spoken in First Nations language. I know, I know, and even that's what it's all about, and that's why this the arts is, is a platform for that. You know, it all seems to be intertwined. It's almost, it is culture. It is part of our culture, you know, and First Nations culture as well as mainstream culture, you know, non-Indigenous. But, yeah, um, perfect platform to to preserve and to bring out our language, yeah. What is so important about it for people who perhaps don't really understand that link? Why is it so important to revive those languages, as, as you say, to oh, speak them in an oral way? Yeah, it's, it's funny... Um, when you speak English, you know, that's our way of communicating and getting across. It's quite formal, it's quite straightforward. This, when you speak in language, in Indigenous language, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a spirit connection, it's a heartfelt connection, it's, and it's different because one word that you speak could mean many different things as well. It may not just mean one straight thing that you're saying. It depends on the context, you know, you're saying it in. But it has a beautiful, soft flow to it as well. It's not an abrupt type of language, you know. And doing that for me is a healing and a therapy because my old people were not allowed, they were stopped and not allowed to talk in it. It was um, seen as like a sin, you know, like a Particularly at Kwandamuka, at Stradbroke Island, yeah. Minjaraba, from what I've heard, yes, it was very much yeah. crushed, wasn't it? I've got, and that's one thing, one of my, my great-grandmother from is, came from there. And it's only recently I've come back and connected with Kondamooka Mob, but there's a big story around her and how she was taken away from Stradbroke, Kondamooka country there. And I want to bring that back in song, her story, but I just think, what strong... Because it was so strong, certain people in Kondamooka country, very strong people, they were moved away. You know, you're causing too much trouble here. We'll move you on to um, Fraser Island or from Fraser back to Yarraba. So I've got connections right up in Cairns, blood connections, because a lot of our people move from down south here up top. You know, hence why I've got the Torres Strait connection and that blood, as well as blood from down here, because we came up, met my grandparents. You know, oh, it's an amazing few... story, isn't it? But um, and you've got a lot to, to discover and all those languages yeah, yeah. that cross over to learn. And... Yeah, and it's also also recognizing that journey that my old people had to forcibly sort of make. You know, and um, and recognizing, acknowledging them, and showing that love back to them, giving back. So you'd encourage people to, to come along to Clan's History and to, to hear these stories in song? Oh, most definitely. Yeah, yeah. Um, like this is, um, you might even learn about the stories actually of the land that we're walking on to, you know, the good stories, the stories of why, you know, this certain mountain is over there or why that the certain cluster of trees is there. Um, there is always a story to the land that we're walking on. Once you hear those stories, you really appreciate and respect that land a bit more, that it's actually living and breathing and alive. Um, and, and you connect with it a bit differently than just walking on it to get to one A to B, you know? <laughs> it's funny, yeah, but like that. But that's, there is, there was always those stories and of the land. Um, and you acknowledge the, the local Aboriginal Murray Country radio station. Oh, yeah, That'd be good for people to, to listen to as well. Yeah, yeah, 98.9 FM. Always been a big promoter of um, <laughs> Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander music. Love them. And not just that, they're just, they're just a... A, a, a cultural place that we can come to, you know, and get together. Went from the concerts they put on, yes, to the radio station and the, and the music we hear, but also the words of, of health they talk about. There's so many important messages that come across their forum, you know. Um, 
and loving a part of them. That's why, and I'll praise them up for that because they always, with my music, when I first started writing, when I was in my early twenties, <laughs> they they promoted and they still do. They still play my old songs from twenty years ago. Bless them. <laughs> Too deadly, my sister. I didn't sing it today, but that's one of my songs. All the all the aunties love when I sing about the deadly sisters and that. Yeah, so. That's beautiful. Thank you so much. You know, just come and visit Clan Sestry. Come and spend this one day or one part of a time here and um, connect with the first peoples of, of this country. And, um, and you too can connect as well to the country and the earth land. Yeah. I want to see you here. <laughs>
was Rochelle Pitt Watson sharing her love of singing in her Indigenous language for this episode of Streets of Your Town. is produced by Nance Haxton, a.k.a. The Wandering Journo, with production assistance from Michael Adams. That's it for this episode. I'm Nance Haxton. If you'd like to meet more everyday, incredible Australians, subscribe and listen to the back catalogue of Streets of Your Town, including Series 2, The Journo Project, on Apple Music, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you like what you hear, please review and rate Streets of Your Town on your podcast provider, share the show with your mates, or join my Wandering Journo tribe of supporters at the Streets of Your Town website. Site, soyt.substack.com. Mm-hmm.